You're listening to In the Open, a Mental Health America podcast, a space where we explore mental health and navigate the challenges of life through honest and candid conversation. Hi, everyone. It's America. We're back for another session of In the Open, and Teresa's here with me. Hey, everyone. So we have some updates, and we wanted to be fully transparent with you. Because you are our loyal listeners, even if there's one of you out there. (laughs) (laughs) No, but the reality is that after four years of doing this work together, Teresa and I have decided that we're actually going to end the podcast at the end of this year. So, Um. yeah, it's really hard. We, We didn't come to that decision easily, but we felt that it was time to do that. Right, Teresa? Yeah, this journey has been pretty awesome with folks and we've seen it transition over the years and it just felt like it was the right time to end it. But we think that many of our past recordings are pretty relevant. So if people continue to find the podcast or go back and listen to certain episodes, that the things we've discussed are hopefully pretty timeless. Yeah, definitely. And so we will be recording sessions through the end of the year, but come 2024, you won't hear from us anymore. But just know that if you do want to reach us, you can always reach Mental Health America. Go to our website, mhanational.org. If you have questions about past episodes, you can always send them to podcast at mhanational.org as well. And, you know, we just love you all for coming on this journey with us because when we started it, we didn't know where it would go. And so we do have listeners. I know that there are folks out there that that listen to us, but we just want to thank you for your time with us. Yes. Thank you so much. It's been a wonderful journey and we're so happy to have done it with you. Yeah. So thank you all. Today, we're going to be talking about Uh, We're continuing to talk about our Can't Stop series, and today we're going to be talking about uh, I Can't Stop Shutting People Out. And I was thinking about this and how it comes up in my life, and I was like, do I shut people out? And then I had a realization that I don't necessarily think I do, but I would say others probably think I do. (laughs) (laughs) It probably is that I end up doing it, and I don't even recognize that I'm doing it. The first thought I had was really trying to think about how this was different from destroying my relationships, Mm. (laughs) if that's one way to shut people out, but a bit of like of the difference in the feeling of I can't stop shutting people out versus I destroy my relationship is am I the one in control with shutting people out versus if I destroy relationships, you know, you don't always think that you're actively doing that, but mm-hmm. attending to the way my past, my behaviors or the way the words I use, choices I make, they impair my relationship. And and I would say that I've I've probably done both. Yeah. I think that a, a lot of times in our lives you're going to have times in your lives where you are making that decision to shut people out and then shutting people out unintentionally. Yeah. I also feel like there is a spectrum to this, at least how it shows up in my life. When I shut people out, I I may not share all the details of a thing. 
that's one way. And then you have like kind of for me at the other end of the spectrum is I am not speaking to you. I am not interacting with you. There's no communication at all. And very rarely have I gotten there. So it kind of fluctuates between these two spaces. It was really interesting too, because in the sentence, like I can't shut stop shutting people out. I agree. The spectrum of like, I have shut one person out. And, and then definitely in some times of my life, like what it feels like for isolation to shut out everyone mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is definitely a different feeling as well. Well, I think I'd like to kind of focus in on on one thing, which influences how this shows up in my life. And you tell me what your thoughts are. Okay. If I wanted to shut people out, like literally no, no communication, I'm in this closed space, no contact. That's kind of virtually impossible within the context of my family. Mm. If I wouldn't speak to my parents within a matter of days, a couple of days, literally one, two, they haven't heard from me or I haven't talked to my brother or my, you know, flares would go up. Be like, something's wrong. We haven't heard from her. So that context influences how I navigate these spaces. That speaks to such a benefit that you have, that you have people in your life that you speak to regularly mm-hmm. that who also know you so that if something changes in your life they're like that's different right <laughs> the the way that you're communicating is different now so i'm going to call you out on it and then finally a benefit that you have is if you did make that change that they would chase you yeah they are going to come find you and say you can't do that we're going to come knock on your door or come get, come get you. (laughs) Yes. Like I have a key for a reason. Like I'm coming in. Like, yeah, it is a privilege. Yes. It's a privilege that I have to be able to have that. And it is a protective factor, but it also weighs how I navigate these spaces where I may want additional space. I couldn't even imagine telling my parents, like, you're not going to hear from me for a week. They'd be like, why? What's going on? What happened? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so when I, when I have made the decision to shut people out, it's for me, it, it really is around the content of the communication that I have. I don't share all the details, all the pieces. Yeah, because that's definitely what I what I think of when I can't stop shutting people out. Yeah, I can be around a lot of people. And that's not what my brain thinks about, about shutting people out. But if you're in a space where the people that you're around, if they just don't ever know you, yeah. it's pretty easy to shut people out. Nobody thinks that anything is different, but you realize you're super alone because you've never actually let somebody in. Mm-hmm. For a long time in my life, I I wondered if anybody would come. Mm. I actually don't think that they would have. Like, yeah, whatever the circumstances of your life and like whether or not you can build relationships in a way where somebody's going to come find you is mm-hmm. says something about what you start with and who's there to begin with and the way that yeah. you foster those relationships, right? Definitely. I think for m- much of my life and even till today, I have friends who are close, but like many of my friends will know, like if I move away and I'm not close to you, I, I'm not very good at keeping in touch with people. Yeah, I feel you. And that makes me wonder 
well, am I shutting people out of my life? Um, Do I not have the habit of doing that? It goes to like, well, who are your people? Who's going to show up for you? And yes, I, I do have people like I don't, my brain today isn't wallowing in the sadness of it. But at my best moment, I can think about the way that my behaviors contribute to how lonely I feel. You brought up something that I think we don't always consider, how it is that you are reacting and creating the world that you live in right now, especially around this, around this question, right? Like, or this behavior, how you navigate that without having a point of reference that it could be tied to something that happened earlier in your life. You have done the work of understanding, I went about and made these decisions because it, it really was a safety, a safety thing, right? A safety concern for you, where you wanted to just be protective because of the distrust that occurred by others, right? It was placed on you. And now you're questioning, like, do I actually do this? because I want it? Or is it a natural response? And I think we navigate between those two worlds throughout the day, really, not not even like, you know, throughout our lifetime. No, like each day, we're asking ourselves these questions. I know we've talked in the last years about the devil you know, versus the devil you don't know, and Mm -hmm. what it means to make a decision to step away from something that's painful because it's comfortable. Mm -hmm. Because I think that letting people in and caring about somebody, but also letting them care about you is really hard. Mm -hmm. But I, it's been interesting for me to think about, I think that when you're in the recovery process, and I don't know if you this you relate to this, but in the recovery process, I don't know, at least for me, I really found that accepting love was more difficult than giving love. I would agree with that. Why do we beat ourselves up for so much longer than everything in the world tells us that we should? Yeah. And I see this in so many people that I talk to and work with. It's just like, no matter what the evidence is about why you are lovable. Right. It's like your you your brain can't comprehend that. It will go in the negative. You know, to answer your question, I I think part of the the reason why it's harder to receive love is because you have to be so much more vulnerable and allow yourself to be open and vulnerable, which in many cases is like I I think that and I'm just like, ah, red flag, red flag. <laughs> you know, it's like not comfortable because it really is just showing up completely. And the possibility of rejection is very scary. It's it's devastating. Yeah. It's devastating to love something and then not be loved back and to have rejected love, mm-hmm. I think is the most devastating and human beings can't be trusted. You know, I think this is why people love pets. Yes. <laughs> Your dog is always going to love you. Yeah. Y- or even people who choose to have children. will s- that's like a difference, right? Between like, well, if I had choose to have a child, my child will love me in a different way than a partner does. Mm-hmm. There's just so much more risk 
versus reward, a, a co-equal relationship. Yeah. This idea of vulnerability is like the foundation of that entire frame of reference for me. To not shut people out, you have to share. You don't have to share all the details, but you have to share and be willing to share. And then to receive, right? To receive some sort of feedback, acknowledgement, rejection. And so you put yourself in this place of unknowing. You're not sure. And that is terrifying. Yeah. Because it's easier. It's like, it's, it's totally what you're saying about the devil that we know, right? Yeah. All I can do is be honest and transparent and mm-hmm. authentic with who I am and just show up and start being and so, start being less afraid of who I am and then accepting that, you know, I'm annoying. <laughs> like <laughs> I'm annoying, but like just like who cares, you know? Just try and accept and appreciate who you are. And hopefully you find people that like you too. Mm-hmm. But even that comes in layers as you learn to be authentic and also totally. to accept. And then like as you get, give and receive feedback and criticism about how to be a better person. And like mm-hmm. it didn't start out for me as like going deep with one person at a time. Sometimes it felt like going 30% with 10 people. Mm, okay. And then one of those people would click. And with that person, I would give 70%. And then another person I would meet, I would give 80%. And maybe only to myself, I give 100, you know? Yeah. Maybe my partner is the only other person in my whole life who gets as close to what I give myself. There's no right or wrong in that either. Like, no, no, there, there isn't. I like that. I like that idea of these percentages. And I do think it's a gradual thing. You learn through experience. So with each tiny relationship that comes about, you learn how to navigate in different ways. Yeah. Like I know, for instance, in in a range of different friendships that I've that I've had, you know, one of one of the these situations stands out that I have a I have a phenomenal friend, but I know that when they don't call and it's been a couple of days or there's no text or something, something's happening. I just know it. It's proven to be true. And inevitably I will reach out and just, you know, be like, hey, is everything okay? And it takes them time to be able to then say, no, this, this is what's happened. But in speaking to them, I also understood that that was one because they weren't ready to have a conversation about what it was that was bothering them um, or whatever life situation was going on. And they had to then trust me that I would be a sounding board, someone that's not going to, you know, place judgment because what they would normally receive from others in their group, other friends and other family members was just immediate shutdown. Like, no, your feelings aren't valid. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, so then slowly they learned, like, it's okay. You can actually have a conversation with me when you're in the midst of like trying to figure crap out, and I'll just be there to listen. And so it's become part of our relationship that they feel that they can trust me. So it's like, you know, it's like allowing yourself to be able to have that room to grow with the understanding that you cannot change behaviors within a matter of minutes. You know, yeah. not not really. Yeah. 
That's so cool. It sounds like you have a best friend. I do have. I have I have two best friends. Is this this person that you're thinking about is a friend, a best friend? Yeah, they're really good friends of mine. Yeah. But also with that understanding, right? Like Yeah. I know I can reach out to them. It's it you know, it's really interesting and like you talk about my childhood or whatever, but part of it too is like I don't know if it was my family history and being immigrants or even before they immigrated, so much of my family narrative was about like nobody's going to take care of you. You have mm. to take care of yourself. Yeah. So we created this story of hyper independence. And what that does is it also tells you you shouldn't rely on others and mm-hmm. others can't give you anything. Yeah. Like you can't trust anybody else to give you what you can only give yourself. But that's really isolating. Yeah. Like it makes me feel strong and capable, but only until, you know, this quarter of my life or whatever in recent years, recognizing that's really flawed. Like, yes, that's a strength, but it comes with a double edged sword that. I don't know what it feels like to have a best friend. Like the closest thing I'll say is like, oh, my husband is my best friend, but you have three people. Is he he really your best friend? I think so. But listen how my voice sounds when I say that. Like I don't feel certain in it, you know? I would say he's the closest thing I understand to what a best friend is. Okay. I don't know. I have to think about what it means that your husband is your best friend versus having – a couple people in your life who can know you like that mm-hmm. and like and having different relationships because they feed different parts of your soul or like the things that you need yeah to rely or go to people in that way and but i feel like i need to know the why someone would do it to convince myself that relying on myself alone isn't the better way you want me to answer that <laughs> Yeah. I'll tell you what it is. It's pure selfishness, pure selfishness in that when I found these two best friends, they were people, like, I don't even know, like, we ran in the same circle, but we weren't really close. And then we just started hanging out with one another and something clicked and we, and like, we've been friends forever. Are you guys the three of you together? Yes. So there's three. Oh, so there's you're three like of us. yes together. Yeah. And um, I say selfishness because I also felt like I needed them, like I needed people to be in my corner that were outside of like my family group. Mm-hmm. I needed people that I connected with that understood me in a way that my family group couldn't. Yeah. And they became that. I have in my life felt what you describe as that clicking moment. Mm -hmm. And I've had moments where I clicked with somebody and I wanted so desperately for them to like me the same way. And I just wasn't sure if life was going to give us that opportunity. Mm -hmm. And then I've had some people in my life who I've like clicked with in that way. And in the moment of our lives, we really hung out and we fostered that relationship. These people are my lives today, but. But it's different. But they're, again, it's like the distance thing. Mm. For whatever reason, if I also don't have convenience, (laughs) is that horrible? (laughs) This person needs to be nearby or something. Is that because of my depression? I don't have the motivation or the energy to invest in a relationship that's not nearby and convenient? I think it it has something to do with it a little bit because you have less opportunities for connection. 
if they are far away. So you have to be much more intentional about finding that time. Yeah. And I have, I had another friend. I loved her. I still love her. I haven't talked to her in, I don't even know how long, but she was like, you're saying like at, at a moment in time in my life, she was like critical to my well-being, And then we kind of just went our own way. Right. Yeah. Sometimes when I think back on it, I'm like, well, maybe I could have done more. And then I'm like, no, you did enough. You know, it's okay. You don't have to put any more pressure on, on that relationship. It is what it is. You know, that's why I think when we talk about shutting people out, it's not like this clear cut black and white thing. It, it just isn't. It shows up differently for different times in our lives. You know, this is, all, this is the other thing too. Like part of like don't rely on anybody. You can't rely on anybody is also feeling like a burden. Mm -hmm. Again, why I don't is because I don't like that feeling of being a burden to somebody. It's all connected to that storyline. You can't ask for anyone to do anything for you. Yeah. Right? You have yeah. to do it yourself. So if yeah. you ask somebody to do something, you're a burden. Because yeah, you a should burden. be able to do it. And like, I don't know what the benefit it is of being a burden. Like you're less lonely. I, I guess that's like the thing I don't, I've become so accustomed to, I don't like to feel lonely, but I'm also comfortable with feeling lonely. So it doesn't bother me, but it bothers me. You know what I'm saying? Yes, yes, yes. I don't know. What if I like connect with somebody really a lot and then I lose that? Yeah, it's fear. I don't want to feel that pain. Right. <laughs> Why do you? <laughs> I, sometimes I think about that. Um, you know, when I first got together with my with my husband, it was hard for me to get into that frame of reference. Like, really, do I even want to do this again? I'm going to get hurt, all this. And so you go through these questions. Well, I, I went through those questions. But, you know, and what you're talking about makes me think of another person in my life who, when I speak of them and I think of them, they are like one of the strongest people that I know. Mm -hmm. But knowing them so well, I know that that strength comes at a cost for them. Mm -hmm. And they are incapable, like literally incapable of sharing their most vulnerable parts because they are crazy afraid of showing like their underbelly to mm -hmm. the world yeah. because of the fear that comes with putting yourself out there. And yep. being a burden. I've heard those words from them. And I'm like, why? Like, you have the support. And they're like, nope, it's my burden to carry. Yeah. My load, you know, and they're, there you are. Are they Catholic too? Are they Catholic? Yes, totally. But, you know, it shows up in so many different ways. So I think the question has to be for folks, if this is happening in your life, if you're seeing that you're shutting people out, yeah, why is that? What's happening well, there's so many reasons. Yes. I mean, like, um, and of late, I feel like the biggest reason has just literally been exhaustion. It's like, it, it takes effort to give it a relationship <laughs> time. Uh, it yes. takes effort. Yes. I don't want to. I'm so comfortable reading a book. <laughs> I don't want to go. read a book with other people. But why when I could do it alone on exactly. my pillow? Exactly. <laughs> you know, it's yes. Like, Oh, man. So 
I I know the benefits why, and I, I nothing is like all or none. You know, I, mm-hmm. I, I if I that is a nice thing is if I think once you have the foundation of what it looks like to to give in that space, like I have the recipe, I could go out and and work on building a relationship. And I like what you said, relationships can come and go in our lives. I definitely think that's true because sometimes I get like in my past, I've gotten so afraid of vulnerability that I proactively shut people out. But today I would say I'm open to relationships and where they go and where they can give, even though in that moment I have to try very hard to think about committing Mm -hmm. to time and investment in relationship and then committing to honesty. Yeah. And vulnerability. Like I have to go to dinner and say, oh, I'm not just going to spend the whole time talking about you because that's easy for me to just ask questions and never answer questions. Yeah. But I also don't feel shame about it. Like, because I know I can. Mm -hmm. I like this conversation because it like brings up just the real whole. I didn't realize it was going to be as complicated as it it was, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Yeah. But relationships are like that, you suppose, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes, they are. So, what are your takeaways? I have come to understand that I can't shut people out because I know that I need them. Mm. They are fundamental to my well-being because all the things that happen in my brain, I have to get it out. And there are some people that really understand it (laughs) and there are others that don't. And so the people that do can help me navigate that. Talking to you, I'm wondering, like, am I missing out on something that I didn't even know that I needed? Mm -hmm. Maybe my life could be more beautiful if I had a best friend. I think you have friends that are closer to that than you think. Yeah, totally. And that's why I'm not alone. Like I don't feel alone like I have in my life. Like if I wanted to foster those relationships, I can. But the beauty of what you're describing to not just not shut all people out, but then to let some people really in deeply Mm -hmm. is – a beautiful gift to oneself and to the other people. And that's a cool challenge. Okay, people. Uh, We're going to talk to you all next week. Have a good week. Keep fighting in the open, everyone. Keep on fighting in the open. Bye. Bye. Bye.